What's better than Anchor's podcast creation tools? Nothing. Mankind has always searched for evidence of God's perfection, and we found it. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use straight from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the lesser of the podcast platforms like Stitcher. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I've made $5, and I've been doing this for three months. So, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is a warning that sometimes there might be inappropriate language, whether it comes from the book we're reviewing or us uh, uh, lightly peppering in some swears in the conversation. We don't normally go crazy, but sometimes it happens, so keep that in mind if you've got a little kid or if you're just really uh, fussy. But uh, either way, don't let that hinder you from enjoying the book, boys. Starting with the coffee... Yeah, the pumpkin coffee. Man, we're starting the show. Yes, I made pumpkin coffee because I'm embracing the whole fall thing. It's cold out. It's rainy all the time. Yeah, I tell you where it's not cold is in your basement. (laughs) Stifling hot down here. Well, I was running the dryer. I got clothes. I got to look my best while I work. Yes, you say that, but you wear the same thing every time I come over. It's my comfy shirt. Okay. You also, you you work from home. What do you need clean clothes for ever? (laughs) I have a girlfriend that comes over, Ben. Yeah, she comes over. Yeah. I don't ever hear about you two going out. She just comes over, I thought. Yeah, that's the extent of our relationship. She comes over, and then I make her, like, watch Ghost Hunters with me (laughs) (laughs) for nine hours, and then she goes home. That's kind of fitting with the the book we're reading here. How? Oh, yeah. Ghost Hunters, huh? A little bit. Really? Kind of. Not really. Well, all right. Yeah, I guess. Sort of. Sorry. Speaking of uh, clothes in the house, what happened to the house shirts? The house shirts still have to happen. My kids and I, we have to... Don't roll your eyes at me. (laughs) My kids and I have to find a place that'll print them up, like you send in your picture and then they print it up and stuff. Have you tried looking on the internet? Have I shown you the picture? Oh, I don't... I saw, like, the half-assed one that you... Yeah, I know. That was ridiculous. No, I had to trace over it. I figured I don't know who actually um, did the drawing. It's probably, like, a 13-year-old kid. And so they just don't know any better. So is it worth yelling at them? I don't know. But in the end... All right. Frog. Yeah. Laying back. He's vaping. He is vaping. Yeah. So we're working on it a little bit, and then okay. we're going to send it in, and we're going to turn them into shirts. So yeah, there will be house shirts. I haven't forgotten. Okay. I know you're pretty excited Neither about it. Neither have I. It. You've been texting me, like, every day about it, so. That's false. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for playing along. Yeah. So, mice, Ben. Yeah. I'm just going to talk about my week. Well, I was warned to wear shoes before I came into the stifling <laughs> hot basement because there's mouse traps everywhere. Well, if you burn them out with extensive heat, um, no, yeah, mouse traps. You see that one over there? Yeah. Yeah, you see that one over there? I know there's no mice in any of these traps. I know, it's just, that's the good news. Uh, inside well, this wait, window. Wait, that means they're not working. 
<laughs> it means there's none in the house. Oh. Also, there's poison down there in a little black container. I, I remember last week you were saying that you were trying to spruce up the giant for the mice. Well, this but is now you're trying to kill him. Like, no, this is the sprucing. Okay, I thought you were saying you're trying to be an accommodating host. No, you're expecting mice. No, it's a death spruce. So you're tidying up the basement. I, no, I'm, well, I'm, I'm getting things ready for them to kill them. You're sending mixed signals. I'm not sending mixed signals. They know I want them dead. I can't tell if you want the mice in here or not. I don't want them in my house. Oh, okay. That would explain all the traps then. <laughs> yep. Wait, then why don't you put the traps outside so they die before they get inside? I have poison outside. Oh. Everywhere around the house. And I've had that all summer long. Okay. So they've been dying. Actually, no, I found No wonder your lawn looks like it. shit then, huh? My lawn looks amazing. <laughs> if it was daylight out, you would see my lawn oh, for the okay. beauty that it is. All right. Actually, only one lawn. Because the rain finally washed all the poison off. <laughs> I don't think you understand how mouse poison works. You don't sprinkle it on your lawn like well, a fairy. Well, judging by night. your lawn, you don't know how grass works. I know how grass works. Well, I think if you I were to see. see my side yard, you'd say, wow, nice work, farmer. Glenn. It, mm, shit. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, I don't know how I'm going to edit that out. We had a big stream of conversation going on there. Just a... Uh, beep it. Glenn. As I say to myself, <laughs> nice work, farmer, than your voice, Glenn. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. You'll figure it out. Me and my dang real name. Um, mouse traps, but I haven't caught anything, which means there's no mice in here, which is good news. Or they're just smarter than the traps. They're not smarter than poison, and they haven't touched the poison. You think I haven't thought about this? I know how to take care of a mouse. So wait, the poison's outside? Uh, I got poison in here. That's oh, okay. what that black container is over there. The little window on it. You can see the green oh, bar inside sorry, there. You, you, you can see what's been chewed on. Yeah, okay. So I have one up there and there and there and in the back and all over the place. Wait, that, that's a baggie of rodent repellent? Is that what it says? Yeah, that came with the house. I. It came with the house. It was. It's up in that shelf up Next in there. Next to the pornography? <laughs> it's just circled around the pornography. Like, I don't want any mice eating this. <laughs> There's mouse traps all around it, not only to stop the mice, but to stop other people's hands from going up and grabbing that beautiful 1987 issue. Um, That's pretty much my week. Kids, all week last week and the weekend. Yeah. I gave up on my lawn. I've been watering it three times a day, every day for weeks and weeks and weeks. Okay. There's bald spots that I put more seed down. It's not going to grow, so I gave up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You were just talking about how good your lawn supposedly looks. If you can see that side yard, you you take your breath away. The front With yard, the rest of it, front yard's got some big bald spots. Okay. This back area just flat out won't grow anything. But that side yard, lush. Okay. There's patches that look like human hair, where it's all matted over to the side and stuff. Nice. Looks amazing. That's great. How's your week been, Ben? It's good. <laughs> Do you have any nothing. fun coworker stories yet? No, not yet. You, uh, you got to start listing out people in the office show and what, which ones are who at your work. They're all... Who's the Pam? Hmm. <laughs> so the saying, if you don't know who the Pam is in your office, that means you're the Pam. Am I the Pam? <laughs> is that the saying? I've never heard that. I think the saying is, if you don't know who the Michael is, then you're the Michael. Oh... But, I mean, really, that could apply to any of the characters, I guess. Meh, I suppose. I don't like that line of logic. No. It's flawed. Well. Unless the show consists of one character and one character only. <laughs> I think the joke is that Michael's not very self-aware. Yeah, no, I get that. 
app. Do you? Mm-hmm. Maybe is that all that's going on in your week? Do you have anything else? Well, this week, uh, it's uh, four weeks into my job, I'm having orientation. Yeah. Four weeks Because they just do it, like, once a month, apparently. So. Oh, all right. Um, so I get to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You seem to be huh. of the mind that I shouldn't give too many details about my life here, so I don't know if I want to go into what orientation involves, because it might give away what I do. Can you be general about it without actually talking about the product? Yeah, I'm going to see some facilities. <laughs> oh, so they're going to take you on site to places. Yeah. Oh, I had and to And also a related business that, mm-hmm. well, I mean, it's not really related, but it's the same owners. Oh, okay. But they do a completely different thing than what the main company does. Hmm. All right. I'm, I'm struggling to describe You're it. You're doing fine. You're doing fine. Okay. My orientation for the place I worked at four years ago, um, they had a nine-hour-long day in one room. Hmm. It was ridiculous. And I'm not giving anything away. Uh, it was geared towards medical staff and doctors, people that are patient-facing. And um, me doing development have... 90% of what I was being told did not relate to me. We even had to practice with the people sitting next to us our bedside manner. I'm not making that up. <laughs> we literally had to have a script where it's like, Hi, uh, my name is Glenn Nuzzles. Uh, I'm going to be working with you today. Uh, I hope you know we're going to be able to communicate and everything's going to go well. You can let me know if you have any problems. That whole thing. And I'm like, no, I'm a developer. So I turned to the guy next to me and I was like, Hi, I'm Glenn Nuzzles. I'm going to be making your website today. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so dumb. But it was nine hours of that. And I had to like leave to go pick up my kids and stuff. And they really poo-pooed that. Was it just one day of that? Yeah, just one day. See, I've got mine like all this week. Oh, really? Monday through Thursday. But there's facilities to tour and Mm -hmm. other facilities. I was not a real employee at this other medical place. Um, But they, so I didn't get to go on the facilities tour, but they had their own like kind of orientation that sort of happened or whatever. And uh, I was a contractor, so I didn't get to go. But the real employees had to go. And they went to a place that does medical-related, like, testing of gear and whatever. And I was told when they came back that they went down this hallway that had all these windows to rooms where they were doing tests. And one of the windows was open, and nobody was in the room, but there was a table next to the window on the inside. And there was just a severed human foot on the table. And what really made this one guy I was kind of friends with, um, made him physically ill, was that the nails were painted. Wow. And so when they all walked up, everyone's like, ah. And then, like, I guess somebody goes, whoa. And then, like, runs in the room and closes the little window shade. <laughs> Do you think somebody left that there on purpose just to, to mess, mess with, with passersby? <laughs> yeah, if I dealt in severed human feet all day, I can't imagine the kind of jokes I'd be doing with that. You know, you open up the cupboard to get some more syringes, and oops, a human foot falls out, and we all laugh and have a good time. Coffee tastes like shit, by the way. It tastes like pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> You're fine. Ben, do you want to get into the story now that we're reading the final book? Actually, not the final. He's got a million offshoots. Well, the final of the trilogy. Yeah, we're not reading the million offshoots. Good. Northern Lights by Bill, Bill Pullman. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> fine, whatever. Wait, that's one? I just knew that, like the Book of Dust. There's another one, something like Northern Lights or something about that. I don't know. It goes on and on. He's got a bunch of them, and they don't stop. Uh, well, it's, a, it's a whole 
What's your general overall feeling about the first 19 chapters of this final book? I'm enjoying it. There's a lot, a lot of stuff going on. You're learning about the kind of political infighting of the church from mm-hmm. Lyra's world and just more about Lord Azrael's motivations for mm-hmm. trying to kill God. And it's not, turns out it's not actually God. No. It's just some angel pretending to be God. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting. Um, the bears reappeared, so bears you know reappeared. how I feel about that. Yeah, I know you get pretty excited about that, Ben. Also, I got to say, the uh, bears still far and away my favorite class of characters in this book. But mm-hmm. I did kind of enjoy the, the grumpy angels, or the grumpy angel, at least. Uh, yeah, was, well, there was two. There was but, two. Yeah. The one was definitely more of a dick than the other one, and yeah. he was just kind of short, <laughs> terse, and sarcastic, and I kind of enjoyed that. He just, like... Didn't want to be doing what he was doing, apparently. Yep. So, no, I, I did notice that. that. That was uh, kind of adorable. Um, so you liked it. I'm, I wish that they would have fleshed out certain things we can get into later uh, and not focused on other things because we're in the final book. They're trying to kill God. Yeah. It's a big deal. You maybe can focus a little less on some things and focus more on the angels, for example. And God, for example. But we are <clears throat> halfway through the book, and it feels like they're not ready to start fighting God yet. Like, I feel like we're going to kind of get Game of Thrones, where it's going to come down to, like, the last chapter, and it's going to be real, real short and not satisfying. Well, that's why we have to read the other books, maybe. Nope. I'm not getting sucked into the other books. Oh. Uh, so, uh, just briefly, should we, like, what's... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know like, if how, should... how do you summarize it briefly? Um, I guess we can just, I don't know, actually, now that we're sitting here. I do have chapter-by-chapter chapter notes, not that they're extensive or big or anything, but still, it's like, do we go by each chapter? No, I don't I think don't so. Think I think so that's either. where we struggle. We don't get bogged down in the details if we do that. I think we just give a brief sure. overview of Well, I'll ask you questions. Points. Yeah. Um, for example, I don't remember, I guess, I forgot, what happened to Lyra at the end of the second book. That why is she captured by Mrs. Coulter and sitting in a cave where she's passed? Like Mrs. Coulter's drugging her so she keeps sleeping. How yeah, did that happen? I didn't remember that either, so I had to go back and oh, good, thank pick you. Up the other book. And, so what does that say? It doesn't seem like they really touched. Well, on I it. think it says that we poisoned our brains with Steve Harvey and Morrissey. <laughs> we forgot the big yeah, stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, hey, so then what happened was at the end of the second book, Will went on his little walkabout. Mm-hmm. And wandered away and found his dad, mm-hmm. and his dad died in front of him. And then he yeah. like went back to the cave that they were staying at, and Lyra was gone. So it was a mystery at the end of the book. Oh, okay. She just wasn't there. When we yeah, I guess I remember that. You're right. I figured if she's been captured, they make a bigger deal out of her being gone. No, I guess that was the cliffhanger at the end of the second book. Oh, so I think that's I, I'm when the thinking that when I read that, it was more along the lines of like, oh, off to new adventures. <laughs> like there, there wasn't a lot of like hand slapping on the head. Where does she go? No, like, but you know. apparently that's what you're supposed to do because, as it turns out, her mother, Mrs. Coulter, has kidnapped her and is keeping her drugged and sedated in a cave in, in the Himalayan mountains. Yeah, and in which I get the world's mixed up. Which world are they in? No freaking idea. That's one problem with this book is I don't they're know who's in what world. Back, I think they're back in their own world. Because then the the girl that was coming to visit them. Amma? Bringing, yeah. Didn't, she had a demon, right? 
That I don't know. That's a good point. I think she did. I think that's the because I thought they were in Setagazi. I even put it in my notes. Like, is it Setagazi that they're in this cave in the Himalayan mountains? No, but, that's where they were. But Oric does. Oric, Eric, whatever. Um, Eric. He Yurik shows Yurison? up. He shows up later because him and his yeah, bears have had so to migrate yeah, up definitely north. In that world. So yeah. yeah, the girl Ama has a demon, and yeah, Eric Bernison's there. So right, they're back in Lyra's original world because they were in Sitagazi world when. She disappeared, right? So I, how don't they, know. I don't even know how they got back there. I don't know. That's the one thing that drives me nuts about this book. Mrs. Coulter doesn't have a subtle knife. No, she does. But she just knew. But didn't she cross over and talk to? Well, she brought her like zombie army into Sitigazi world and killed. Yeah. The so she crossed over at some distinguished point. pervert Sir Charles Latrum, <laughs> gentleman pervert. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess she she knows how to get. She knows where some windows are to get between worlds. And then I so suppose which, they must just be sitting open then. Yeah. Alright. There's the yeah, the one in Oxford in the traffic in the roundabout. And the that's one up the, north. Did she go through the one up north and that's why she's in the Himalayan Mountains? Because the one up north is still in their world, the one just destroying Ezreal the environment. Opened, yeah, yeah. Just melting the glaciers, <laughs> basically. I love how he does this, he's like screw these worlds and just has this whole environmental uh, catastrophe. Well, and is that one of like the Themes of the book that you're supposed to get, like hmm. global warming, like if the environmental so destruction. Like they touch on it a little bit, but yeah, they don't really expand. He on doesn't it. really flesh it out or the uh, the tragedy and horror of what's happening to all the creatures living on their original world. But like the bears have to move because like but, the yeah. sea ice is melting. But then it doesn't like yeah. go anything beyond that. They try to move to the Himalayas, but don't they talk? And about then that? your person's like, ah, it's not actually that good here. We have to go back. Yeah, but didn't they talk about it? Like I think. Will was like when they finally meet up. Will's like, "Oh, why don't you go up further north? There's this one area." And it's like, "Oh yeah, we should try that." Like I thought it was like even higher in the mountains. He's like, "Oh yeah, we should try that or something." I don't know if I'm making that part up, but I swear it was just kind of like, "Well, global global warming solved. There's always some place to hide." Yeah. <laughs> so, um, angels. Where, where? Which world is Lord Azrael in? I, that's another one I was going to okay. ask, because at the very end... Is he in Sitagazi world? Because, no, because, well, no, at least at the end he's not. I okay. don't know if he's jumping around in the beginning of the book that they're referencing without talking about him directly. Because in the end, he's in a world that's empty. And I was like, wait, what, huh? Then how is anybody else in this world? How is in he jumping end? around? Towards the end, he's found a world that's uninhabited. The end of what we read? Yeah. Uh, 19, chapter 19. Okay. A world that's uninhabited. That's where Lord he wants. To, yeah, that's where he wants to start a New Eden. Did you read ahead? No, I went up to nineteen. Oh, okay. Nineteen, man. Okay. Uh, what chapter was I on where I read this? Chapter sixteen. Yeah, chapter sixteen. Okay. Uh, it's where he talks about his intention craft. Yeah. And Coulter's that there. Like, that was an empty world. Uh, either he found one or he's in one, but he built this well, so castle. There's, okay, there's that world that Will cut into. Like they went there to be safe and see if there was like no creatures. Is that the same world that Azrael's in? Then maybe I get confused sometimes. I totally get confused on locations where they are, which worlds they're in. Yeah, I, I I really don't think it helped that we read those two shit books and watch that shit movie between <laughs> reading these books because I, I did lose a lot of what was happening I think 
Oh, uh, well, only in the beginning. I yeah. mean, the, the rest was fine, but it was just in the beginning. I'm like, why did she end up in a cave? And so, but yeah. um, but as far as them jumping around worlds, it does get excessive in this book where you start to have a hard time remembering who's where and what reason. But yeah. we can go back to the beginning of the book where we were left off. Uh, Yorick eats, uh, what's his name? The cowboy, the Texan. Uh, Lee Scoresby. Lee Scoresby. He eats him. Goes to his body. Serafina brings York to his body and says, I preserved him so he won't rot. Yeah. And York goes, great. And then rips off his clothes and starts digging into his body and eats them. And then after he gets done, he's like, I will avenge you. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> Which is something that's I plan on doing at your funeral. You think you're going to outlive me? Fuck yeah. <laughs> sure. You, you're the one who lives in the house covered in poison. <laughs> covered in poison? Yeah. I love it's like as far as you're concerned, I'm just like spraying poison all over the walls on the roof. Wake up in the morning, well, time to poison the yard. <laughs> just start <poisoning. laughs> it sounds like putting poison you're on also my cereal. Considerably older than I am. <laughs> I'm gonna outlive you. Have you seen the head of hair on my head? <laughs> I'm the healthiest thing you've ever looked at. Wow. And beautiful. <laughs> Are you really you're really undoing it? You do you want to go tops off on this episode? Are Maybe. you that hot where you want to go tops off? Because Ben, you're welcome to. Uh, you tell me. Am uh, I that hot? <laughs> God damn it. Let's talk about angels. Gay angels. <laughs> well, yeah. Will's getting stuff from Dead Chuck's place. And the uh angels are talking with him. Because this is after um Mrs. Coulter killed. He's doing what? Name? Uh the gentleman pervert. Oh. I thought she killed him, didn't she? She poisoned him in the previous book, and so yeah, now yeah. Okay. Will's yeah, there, the like, looking okay, around his the, stuff. From the camp there, okay. But then angels showed up. Yeah. And um, they're... Which is basically... Did, did we talk about this before, of what angels are? They're just, like, dust that becomes conscious? That's what and, they start to explain. And it's like, oh, well, here's we get to the good stuff. Because they start to explain how what heaven is supposed to be, and how God, or who God is, and, yeah. and all this stuff. Uh, but yeah, they... They kind of didn't dig in like I wish they would have, because they sort of stopped talking about it, and the rest of the story keeps going. But they... So... Balthamos and Baruch. Yeah. So one, I think it's... Baruch is the the real angel, and Balthamos was a human that Baruch fell in love with and turned him into an angel I when he died? I got that backwards. Or did I got the other way around? I think... Yeah, I think Balthamos is the angel, and yeah, Baruch was a person who died and became okay. an angel. All right. Which is rare... I guess. I figured that Balthamos, because he was with Will for the rest of the story, right? That yeah. I, th- I thought he was like the lesser of the two, but all right. No, but well, in a, when you say lesser of the two, they were both low-ranking angels. Apparently. Yeah, but one's older and fell in love with the human, and when the human yeah. died, then he turned him into an angel. So I figured the one that the newer one, but whatever. Fine. Anyway. Um, yeah. But they love each other. They've been loving each other for eons. Yeah. And. Uh, but the one is still... Like I said, crappy, like a curmudgeon, basically, and just yeah. making snide comments all the time. He's a sarcastic. Well, isn't that because Will sent him off to go do stuff, like go look for Lyra and find her to yeah. Baruch, maybe? Says, go find Lyra, and somehow Balthamus' boyfriend is gone, and he's fussy. They've been hanging out together for thousands and thousands of years, and all of a sudden now he's off on a thing. So he's just fussy at Will for making his boyfriend go. He seemed like he was just fussy in general. He's a fussed angel. Angels are apparently weaker than humans. That was something I learned. Because they don't have flesh. They don't have flesh. 
And I guess they're made up of dust particles, is what you're saying? I didn't catch that part. Yeah, I think they touched on that in the last book. But again, I don't remember, because yeah, yeah, we filled we... our heads with garbage. Between <laughs> these books. Um, and, uh... But I guess I'm going to jump straight to the big part with the big two minutes left on our big fat timer. Um, Ben, do you know what theological, uh, like philosophy or whatever, that this whole idea of the authority comes from? I do. You don't do yet. Gnosticism. He stole the whole thing from Gnosticism. Okay. Once upon a time, there was a giant brain out in the universe that was just sitting around being conscious of itself. It decided it wanted to expand its consciousness by creating versions of itself like little angels. And then it wanted to create galaxies and universes and life to keep expanding its consciousness. And then one of the angels, of course it's got to be a woman, decides to sprout off and create its own life called Yaldabo. And that's the Old Testament God is Yaldabo, this abstracted, warped version of what the angel or the original God was. And Yaldabo is what created mankind and ruled over mankind and was abusive like in the Old Testament constantly like flooding things punishing some celebrating others picking favorites all that kind of stuff it's because it's not the real God not making any of this up this is all Gnosticism and then uh, the idea being that when Jesus came it was supposed to be the real God getting rid of Yaldabo and trying to like help human like humankind or whatever so like wiping out the sin that Yaldabo let happen because Yaldabo created an imperfect world where there's sin and other stuff. This book is basically doing the same thing. It's a bad yeah. angel that's ruling over us, and uh, and there's a real God out there that's the creator, while this one isn't the creator. Although they're not clear on that if there is a real God. Oh, well, they just said that this, this God or whatever, this authority, isn't the real creator, so that there is a creator somewhere. Duh! No, I thought they specifically <laughs> said they're not sure if there's a creator or not, but this, oh. the authority is definitely not. I made a mm. note of that, luckily. Well, good for you. <laughs> Did that come off wrong? I actually meant it in a supportive way. <laughs> I, let me just say It's like you stopped and looked up like <laughs> with hurt feelings. <laughs> yeah, uh, the quote, there may have been a creator or there may not. We don't know. Oh, all right, fine. They do reference that this god is not the creator, though. No, he was just basically... Just kind of swooped in and said, I'm your god. Yeah, he was the first angel and decided to take advantage of that by... Yeah. When the other angels just conjured themselves out of dust, he just convinced them. They're like, yeah, I'm god. So these, I made you. These angels, and so like uh, Balthamos and Baruch, the, the two lesser, because they're lower on the totem pole, like you were saying, um, did this angel-slash-fake-god authority create these angels that have their hierarchy? No. They, where do they come from? Where they do just, these angels come from? It's just it's just like dust congregating, I think, and becoming angels. Oh. Isn't that... That's my understanding of... Okay. So oh, this is whoever 33,000 years ago... Became... Just started existing. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. And it's just when the, the newer angels came into existence, the authority just convinced them convinced him that he had created them, but he was just actually just the first one to mm-hmm. have come into being. Right. Okay. Why don't we take a break in the middle of our Unless heated discussion about angels, even though we got so much more of the book to get through. All of our <laughs> discussions are heated because it's so goddamn hot in the basement. <laughs> why don't you take your top off? No one's, no one's asking you to keep that shirt on. I was about making fun of me. You don't... <laughs> didn't think you wanted me to.
And we're back. Um, heated discussion about God and angels. I don't know. We probably already had it. Well, speaking of Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, is it? Uh, he's like a pretty cool guy that said a lot of well, controversial they, things. What, were they making a subtle reference to him in the last chapter or two that we read? Chapters 18 and 19? So, I may have missed it. You tell me. I've been looking for references to a Jesus. Lyra and the gang are have found the world of the dead. Mm-hmm. So this is like purgatory. Is that what we're calling it? Uh, there's they, they got put in a purgatory of sorts. Well, you're so right. I let's, get let's back up. So yeah. Lyra's in her drug-induced coma or whatever that her mom's put her in, and, and during this time she's dreaming. Yep. And she's like talking to her dead friend Roger. Right. Roger, the boy who died at the end of the first book that we read because Azrael needed him to separate him from his demon to release that energy to open the door to the other world. Mm-hmm. So Lyra is, while she's dreaming, she thinks, she, or while she's asleep, she's communicating with Roger. And I think she's like not dreaming. She's, I think in the context of the book, she's actually communicating with Roger, mm-hmm. it seems like. So he is in like the world of the dead, basically, mm-hmm. and Will, with his subtle knife, finds a way into that world. So mm-hmm. they're in this world, yeah, where these recently dead people are going. They're in the suburbs of the dead, is what it's referred to as in the book. Yeah. So they're going to like this <clears throat> village by the sea to wait to cross over the sea in a boat to get to whatever's beyond, which nobody knows what it is. Yeah. And so Lyra, they're talking to people who are there, and there's some people who aren't dead that are in this world by mistake, and they have mm. their death with them, so... And I thought that was the sort of limbo or whatever that they're in. Yeah. When you're not dead and you have to sit and wait for your death to tell but you it's time. But this world isn't for... Like, those people are in this world kind of by mistake. Most of the people in this world are dead, and they're just going to the boat to go across this... Right. Misty sea to River Hades or whatever you, whatever mm-hmm. it is, um, but there's some people there who aren't dead yet, and they're just in this world by mistake, and they're waiting to die so they mm-hmm. can go across. And so, like we have the figure of death, like the skeleton in the black hood or whatever. But mm-hmm. in this world, like everyone has their own death. Mm-hmm. So one of my complaints. Go on. <laughs> anyway, so like your death tells you when it's time to cross over. So. But everyone has their own death, so they tell Lyra that she just needs to accept hers and it'll mm-hmm. appear. So Lyra's plan is she wants to convince her death to take her across mm-hmm. the sea in the boat to talk to Roger or whatever and then come yeah. back. And she asks if anyone's ever come back before, and her death tells her it's been a long time. Oh, I didn't so catch that part. Because well, I remember her trying to talk Jesus? him into it. Did he do it a long time ago? Oh, that, that's what I'm good thinking. There, is oh, that something? You. Was that the reference? Because you've got Mary Magdalene, who's Mary, the lady hanging out with the elephant people. You've got, and she's supposed to also play the snake. And then you've got Lyra, who's supposed to be Eve. And so you got these characters playing these parts. And I'm like, where's the Jesus? Who's the Jesus? And so, yeah. Well, maybe maybe was that a reference? He, you might, that might be it. He was the last one a long time ago to... Yeah. That might be the one. Cross over and come back. Also, I yeah. love how she talks him into... She tells Death, you know, can I go over but don't kill me? Like, I want to come back. And, like, Death, you think, would say no. 
But I think he said, like, okay, we'll try it. Well, <laughs> so he I can't said, remember like, what he said, actually. He said, like, I'll bring you there, but you're on your own coming back. Oh, okay, okay. Got it. But he agreed to not kill her. He's like, yeah, I'll take you over there. So she'll be Eve and the Jesus. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, good for Lyra. So, yeah, let's should we, you mentioned Mary Malone. Dr. Yeah. Mary Malone. Should mm-hmm. we talk about her a little bit? Because she's... Well, herself. I did want to say to the, the to the Dead World thing, I have a note here that the angels in the beginning did say that uh, the world of the dead is basically a prison camp. So I was like, is it a pri- They're all crossing a river, so does that mean they've gone beyond the prison camp? Like, I forget, like, what's the prison camp? Is it just for people that aren't supposed to be dead yet, that are just waiting for their death? I don't know. I don't know. So that part was confusing. There's a lot of mystery in that I kept world. waiting for the, oh, so they're being held, like, captive after you die or something, and I was like, that didn't really get kind of... I don't know. Is it one of the angels, was it Balthamos or mm-hmm. someone else who said they want to change the kingdom of heaven into the republic of heaven? Did they? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't catch that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> the republic of heaven. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're sick of the tyranny. Yeah, exactly. With so, three executive branches. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, yeah, a couple of weird things. Like, like I said, there's like they're starting to touch on like environmentalism it seemed like in global warming but didn't yeah. really go into that and then there's that line about turning into a republic of heaven but they didn't mm-hmm. really dive any deeper into that either they're I kind of hope they flesh out some of these things a little bit more. No, I would think so. Well, also I love that they they go back to like the ministry. I forget what chapter it is, but they go back to the ministry like the narrative goes back to the ministry and shows that I forget who it is that's talking about what he's learned about Lyra and how Lyra's supposed to be Eve and he's super scared to say anything to the ministry and like we're not going to call you a heretic just tell us what you know and stuff and also, then they yeah, Fra Pavel or something yeah I forget yeah. I wrote it down but yeah but, okay um, but anyway so then also they have somebody who's going to go out and assassinate what that's what I was yeah that's why I'm laughing at oh yeah but he's like basically pre like lamenting the sin before he does it well, and that absolves him at this also, point though I don't care about the ministry like okay fine screw off with the ministry I kind of like that though he was really eager to murder a child <laughs> like he like volunteered he was like hinting really strong because there's this system by which you can kind of like pre-absolve yourself of sin so he's been basically pre-repenting his whole life for murdering somebody basically <laughs> and like so they have this plan they want to kill that's what they do is they like they basically cultivate and grow a murderer yeah, <laughs> so he's like that's repenting his whole life is. yeah you do it in advance and um <laughs> so they have this plan they need to kill Lyra because she's Eve so she's going to mm. be tempted at some point and ruin everything for everybody and they're trying to stop the temptation what does that do sorry I'm totally interrupting you but that was another question I was going to ask because they want to they well, want to kill keeps, her before she sins well it keeps people in paradise presumably because in the garden of yeah Eden like when Eve was tempted by mm-hmm. the serpent that's so do they think that was this, the original sin and that's they think what, this world they're in now is paradise well that's what I don't get that's where I'm confused like, I, what I'm are confused they, too but what are they stopping I don't get it I guess it stops the war I don't know but yeah. go on so he's pre-sinning and he's real real upset well, and then they so they but boy was he happy when he hears well, he's got they, a job yeah, they, they reveal like the plan is well somebody's gotta go kill Lyra mm-hmm. and he's like hinting really strong well you know I've been because uh... <laughs> he's so tired of like lamenting this future murder yeah. that he's like oh boy I can finally be done and <laughs> and then the, the the guy that had the president priest or whatever said yeah you're who I had in mind he's like oh boy oh boy oh boy I get to go kill a child <laughs> after I kill this kid I'm gonna was, go to the beach and take a week yeah, off I think it was a Father Gomez I think was that that's the uh, assassin that's yeah I don't remember you, I had it buried in my notes somewhere um but I think, so, we've got two major things we haven't talked about yet. Mm-hmm. So, we've got 
Mary Malone, mm-hmm. who we definitely need to talk about because she has the amber spyglass now. She's just crafted it. Yep. Also, we didn't talk about the tiny spies. Well, this goes into a larger theme where I have a big, big complaint, which I'll just tell you my complaint right now. Not a big, big complaint. Yeah, it's a complaint. I had a pretty big complaint about their means of communication. Is that your complaint? Oh, how they use quantum entanglement for like this, yeah. what, like a drum or it's like this rock or whatever. I forget what it was. I thought it was like a fiddle it's at a first. It's a stone. It's the, yeah, load, it's a stone, the lodestone resonator. They mentioned something about a fiddle. I think that was yeah, just an think, analogy they were using. No, I it, think he has like a bow. He's like playing a, I don't know. Yeah, and like it's like the notes coming. It's basically just, it's song, like, uh, it's basically just like Morse code <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, but, ma- magic cell phone. Or, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's just that to me, I thought you would complain about that because that just suddenly felt tacked down. Like, Completely oh, here's how we down. communicate between these worlds. And then, like, well, how do we? Like, first of all, you're in magic worlds, so you don't really have to explain a lot. You've gone. I think he's the author's done sort of a half-half job about this whole dust thing. It kind of gets loosey-goosey. It's not it doesn't it still doesn't feel nailed down, and we're deep into book three. This whole, like, well, what is dust exactly? Well, dust isn't just this, like, particulate matter that seems to gather around intelligent things. Like, no, it's also angels now and stuff. And so, but um, I also really don't like his obsession with pocket buddies or forced friendships. Uh, Will makes one of the angels be his demon, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, pretend to be his demon. So now this one demon that doesn't like him very much is, like... angel. or sorry, sorry, the angel isn't like uh, enjoying it, but it's like okay, I'll play the part. So it's like, yeah. it's like, yeah, now you gotta be my friend. Just like how the Malefa, uh, these elephant people that Mary is hanging around, um, they're always grooming each other. They're forced to because their hands don't work, so they have to like groom each other and help each other fix their wheels and that kind of stuff. And uh, so that's more forced friendships. The tiny gals, gal vas- Vaspians. Yeah, Tiny little people that you can keep yeah. in your pocket that have spurs that can stab you and poison you. Uh, the angel love, where you can take a human and force him to be an angel after his death, so now he's got to be like loving you forever. And then death. Even death is around you all the time. You can choose to see him or not. But he's not a bad guy. He's just your forced friend that can't leave your side. This author is obsessed. Like He must be very lonely and just wishes he could force someone to be his friend. Because <laughs> the whole story is just this. I'm imagining the... Who's the lonely one here? Is it the author or is it the... The grown man who keeps complaining about everyone having friends. <laughs> I'm imagining the final battle being they walk into this like, we're going to kill you, God. And there's like hawks and little tiny people, like everything on his shoulders <laughs> walking behind. <laughs> Just like, I've accumulated a lot of pocket buddies. <laughs> uh, oh, also. Are you um, lonely? though? I'm not lonely. I have a girlfriend. Yorick knows how to repair the knife because just like you, Will can't stop thinking of his mom, which shattered the <laughs> knife. <laughs> like how I turn this around on you? You're going to take a swipe at me, I'm going to swipe back. He thinks of his mom and the knife shatters. And then he takes up the pieces and he goes to York. He's like, can you fix it? And York's like, well, I don't really want to, but I can do it. If York has the materials and the knowledge to repair this knife, couldn't he have made his own? No. Yeah. I thought you were going to have more of a problem with that little exchange, too, though, because... Mm. <laughs> yeah, the logic, like, the argument points. Because, yeah. well, no, it was just like, well, can you can you repair the knife? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and then Lyra says, oh, but will you repair it? 
You see, Will, you got to be the careful ho, ho, with yours. Sir, but I think that's what twelve-year-old girls sound like when yeah. they. Oh, oh, sir. Yeah. I know, and then he's like, well, I don't like that this thing exists in the world, it's dangerous. And then Lyra's like, but if we don't use it, things could be pretty bad. And then York's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the worst attempt. At, like, why even have that in the story? That was just kind of a waste. They got the bears involved, though, so. Yeah, at least the bears involved. Yeah. Got the bears oh, involved. and also Lord Asriel always seems like he's going to be a nice guy, or Lyra's going to win him over, but it just never happens. So he's yeah. like... Morally or ethically, he's doing the right thing by going to war with God, but he's still just a complete jerk of a human being. And so is Mrs. Coulter, and she keeps... But she's, like, redeeming herself in this story. I can't tell if she is, though, or if she's just... If she is, it's very weak. There's almost no reason why she's suddenly so in love with Lyra or Lyra. I think she... Yeah, she's just being sneaky. Maybe. She's falling all over herself, and, like... It's when Will stole Lyra away, which is something we didn't get into. He basically snuck in. He met her in person. Kind of fell in love with her a little bit. uh, Because she's like a more mature and ambered Lyra. Uh, And then, like, that's when she, like... Then he sneaks back in to steal Lyra away, using the knife to make a little portal and sneak in. And put the powder on her lips from Ama that got the powder to wake her up. And uh, and steal her away, but then he looks at Mrs. Coulter and sees the profile of her against the moonlight and looks just like his mom, and <laughs> the knife broke. Why the knife broke? Because he thought of his mom. Does that happen to your cell phone when you think of your mom? The screen shatters. <laughs> Can't say that it does. <laughs> um, what about the tiny spies, though? Yeah. So they're described as what being the size of a person's hand so mm-hmm. six inches tall or whatever pocket buddies and <laughs> first friends and they say that they like would be terrible spies like the only reason they're good spies is because they're small but other than that they're like petty and in opinion and like entitled yeah they're like they're people just from a diner tiny yeah tiny assholes water there yeah Tiny little jerks. Yeah. Constantly whining and complaining, like, you're not respecting me enough. <laughs> and they, they live for 10 years, but they're really good spies because they're small, and that's their only redeeming quality. Yeah, and, they and they're supposed poison. to be... Uh, part of Mrs. the battle with Mrs. Coulter when they were stealing Lyra away is that um, she, like, had a gun and she was shooting at uh, these Zeppelins that came in, but then, like, one of the tiny spies got on her neck and, like, sort of stabbed her, yeah. and then, like... But then they got the gun from her or whatever somehow, and, and they escaped. And then Lyra's like, well, did you hurt her? Hopefully, you know, I don't want her to be in pain. And the guy's like, don't worry. She's in, th- like, writhing <laughs> pain right now. I got spurs. <laughs> so, those characters and are probably the more annoying ones out of the entire book. They didn't explain that they had these poison spurs until after that happened? I Did, did uh, you know what happened? No, he's, like, standing on her neck with his foot there and then like Mrs. Coulter staying real still and they had made reference to the spurs on their ankles before mm-hmm. but I thought it was just like cowboy spurs on boots oh they didn't... so I was confused like why what happened here and then like yeah. afterwards they explained that their spurs are just bony protrusions that have poison in them and they can yeah. stink people <laughs> so dumb <laughs> yeah this book is uh, not completely annoying me but there seems to be a lot of dancing around where I'm like, it doesn't seem like he's getting any closer to his point. I'm kind of seeing, like, I want to see a crescendo. I would yeah. like to learn more about the angel stuff as we're getting closer to the big battle, but instead it's kind of thrown in the beginning and not really referenced later. We do still have 
We got 200, good... 250 pages left. Yeah, so. we still have a sizable amount, so I'm hoping it all kind of pans out. It's something about the pacing of this book is kind of yeah. rubbing me the wrong way. The, oh, mm. we, <laughs> that scene was kind of funny. What's that? Well, the, the elephant people, the Mulefa or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mulefa? How are we saying it? I kept wanting to say Mufaletta. That's <laughs> not even close, but... I know, it's Mulefa. Mulefa, yeah. So they keep getting attacked by these huge birds <laughs> that come into their villages, like eat everything, mm-hmm. and then take huge dumps and leave. Just Oh, I didn't catch the dumps part. Oh, they just take huge rancid shits and then leave. <laughs> <laughs> they come and destroy the village, eat everything, take a big dump. Poland's got off. a thing with poop because, like, yeah. the bear castles just have yeah. poop everywhere. These birds take dumps. Oh, also, we never said that they uh, these elephant mulefas have horns or big nails for hands and feet, but they stick them in these seed pods that have wheels on them, so yeah. they rollerblade around everywhere. Yeah. And so these birds were attacking the seed pods, which means they can't walk anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty horrible. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, did we sum that up? I think we summed it. Okay. It's the best of our ability. Uh, which this is what we get when we cram a ton of uh, chapters in. You're the one who wanted to do half the book at once. Yeah, I mean, it gave us a lot to talk about. Yeah. Girlfriend listened to our podcast. She listened to us uh, go over List of the Lost. Is that the first time she's listened? Is she not a regular listener? She's listened before, but I don't think she, like, every week is jumping on, like, oh, I can't wait till the next podcast. Not like my mom. <laughs> <laughs> is she is she really sitting there like, oh boy, it's going to be Wednesday pretty soon. It's going to come out. Uh, and then she's like lighting a candle and getting one single glass of wine and sitting down. <laughs> yes. Um, she actually liked it. She said, uh, you, she said, normally I just kind of zone out because I'm doing other stuff. But she said she was actually listening to us and engaged, which is both insulting but also flattering that we actually captured her attention. We're winning over the masses. <laughs> we're still only at 13 listeners, according to the thing, did, so we're did, not winning over any masses. Did the list of last see any bump in listenership? Have you looked at the numbers on that? Um, I listened a lot just on purpose just to see if it would do. <laughs> like, I, over and over, and like, I wasn't listening. I just played it over and over again just to, out of curiosity. Well, I was wondering because some of the earlier ones that we've done will get like 30 listens or something. But then the last one, yeah, so like uh, the review of Jump only has 17 plays. And then List of the Lost was kind of around the same, but then okay. suddenly jumped up to 30. <laughs> that might have been me. Was it just you? I was, just, I was curious if it, would, yeah, if it would keep counting. Yeah, okay. it, it's apparently counting. Yeah, I mean, if you ever want to log in, if you ever want to log in and look at this stuff, uh, download the Anchor app, and I can send you the login information. And then you can see all the same shit. Okay. Just don't go in and start deleting crap. <laughs> Which, I'm sure you'd be like yeah. drunk one night. I'm like. <laughs> start deleting all the episodes. <laughs> Let's be honest, if I'm drunk one night, I'll probably be with you. I don't. Yeah, that's true. It's about the only time that happens anymore. Um, yeah, I'll send you the login info, but okay. uh, download Anchor. It looks like that purple one, the little stupid radio yeah. thing. That's all. I wouldn't say it's stupid. I'd say that's quite a handsome icon they have there. Oh, well, like none of this is going on the show, for Brandon. a quality platform. Nope. None of this is going on the show. If Why not? Gonna... 
If you're gonna jerk just, off anchor, save it for a more like at the end instead of shouting book boys, you uh, don't yeah, that's do it. What I'm doing right now is you're not gonna shout book boys. No, because I'm too busy talking about my other love, anchor. Anchor <laughs> has all the tools you need, and you can do it right from your phone. <laughs> One of my uh, old coworkers who listened, he. Uh, I don't think he had listened for a few episodes, but he was texting me mm-hmm. and asked what we were up to on it. And I said we'd talked about Morrissey. Yeah. Uh, and he said, you guys are improving. Better, oh, look at that. Better, better comfort level. Comfort level? Yeah. You're uncomfortable with each I other? I, yeah, that's a weird way of putting it, but I think he's just saying <laughs> we, we found our groove. Or, or, <laughs> I like the comfort level. Like, yeah. oh, there was a lot of tension. The yeah. first four episodes, I thought there was sexual tension. But then I learned <laughs> later on that you're just very uncomfortable with each other. <laughs> You know what? If you download the Anchor app and use their uh, their exceedingly well done and easy to use podcasting tools, you should make Is your own user pod- interface intuitive. <laughs> you can record right in the app. <laughs> what? Yeah, you should make your own podcast. I don't have a professional recording phone, though. <laughs> Do I need to get I you were a say studio phone? I thought you were going to say like a professional recording studio. You said a professional recording phone. Yeah. What sort of equipment do I need? Surely I can't do it on just my regular smartphone that I carry around uh, in my pocket every day. I'm trying to think of like famous podcasters. I guess it'd be... Um... Ira Glass. <laughs> I just imagine him with like a really nice phone sitting on a table. <laughs> He's just like interviewing people and going over his stuff. Uh, his professional recording phone. Yeah, I think it'd be hilarious if you thought up a completely dumb waste of time podcast. Maybe you write your own poetry. I don't know. And you start uploading it yourself. Would totally crack me up. You should think about it. That's essentially it. what you've done here, isn't I it? I know. Like that's... Well, with my other podcasting properties. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just complete waste of time stuff that I think is just fun to do. It would be funny if you did like... <laughs> Morning walk with Ben. <laughs> it's just you walking along. Going to go to Target. Nah, I got here before they opened again. <laughs> wait. <laughs> I was, well, I'll just wait here. <laughs> it's just you talking to yourself. I later. had a podcast idea with a couple of friends of mine. Oh, well, you should do it. Um, so I have my, in my group of friends, my cousin is amongst them. Mm-hmm. And he is a, a notoriously uh, boring eater. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? He, he just has a very bland palate and uh, I like to make fun of him for he like, eats, like potatoes with he'll like go them. to McDonald's and get like a plain cheeseburger and like hold the pickles <laughs> it's a boring eat yeah so the, the premise of the podcast would be like what will John eat and we'll see like yeah. it'll be like you know there's those food travel shows where yep. Andrew Zimmern goes to mm-hmm. you know Phuket and eats whatever <laughs> you know street rat that they fry up but this will be like that would be food that would be really like normal to most people, like really innocuous food. But I don't know if he's gonna eat. Like, yeah, I don't know. The ketchup is kind of tangy. I don't know if you're gonna <laughs> like it. Let's see if you, let's see if you eat this or not. I'm just imagining like because they let you add music, which I've been doing. Um, once you upload a clip, you can literally just click on it and like add music to it. But I like the idea that you have the intro, like, well, today we're going to be going to McDonald's. And we're looking at trying to get him to get, like, the Whopper or whatever. Yeah. Let's see what he does. And then the next part of the segment The Whopper is, is a Burger King sandwich on a McDonald's sandwich. Well, it goes to show how much I eat there. Yeah. Uh, but then it's, like, the next segment with, like, the intense music. Dun, 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 dun. It's like, okay, yeah. he's holding the pickles on his order. <laughs> Anything else you want to add to the show before we wrap up? My new mattress arrived today. 
Yeah, what's it called? Dewy? Or is yeah. it lacquer? Molasses? What's it called again? Something wet. What's the name of the, What's the brand again? It was something... I remember it being something moist. <laughs> it's nectar. <laughs> How's your nectar mattress? Is it dewy? <laughs> when you lay on it, do you hear like a Oh, I haven't laid on it yet. You're supposed sun? to let it air out for 24 hours before you use it. So... <laughs> Like, like put some tinfoil on the floor and then lay it down there and let all the seepage yeah. get caught in the tinfoil. Yeah. Anyway, so that was exciting. Uh, how, how does it feel to lay on your nectar mattress? I haven't laid on it. I just got it to You're supposed to, because it comes shoved Rolled in that up. box. Oh, so sure. You're supposed to let it decompress for 24 hours. You're really going to let it decompress for 24 hours? Yeah. Where are you going to sleep? On your couch? I get, we went over this last week. I have a mattress already. I'm replacing an existing mattress with a new mattress. I can't believe you play by Nectar's rules. If you've got a mattress, it's I time to sleep on I bought a new thing. It. I want to care for it properly. They send me an email are saying, you gonna care? how do you care for your people? Nectar mattress? And I'm following their instructions. Are you going to spritz it every morning before you go to work? No, because that's <laughs> not one of the instructions. <laughs> Uh, I love that their instructions is like it's important to make sure the mattress stays moist at all times. <laughs> make sure to put saran wrap over it when you leave for work. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. All right. Well, if you're going to shout the thing. But do you want to tell people to like and subscribe? No, because you don't do anything. I tell you what I like is Anchor's easy to use podcasting <laughs> platform. You can do it right from your phone. Just download and install the app. It has a 4.5 star rating on the Google Play Store. I just found out when I downloaded it. Four, four out of five? 4.5 out of out five. Out of five? Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Okay, you can do it. Do what? You know. I don't know. Are you going to piss yourself if I do it? You going <laughs> to have it drag you out into your pristine sidelon to hose you down? <laughs> pristine sidelon? Yeah. Look at you on fire right now. Just do it. Yeah. Boys! <laughs> <laughs> Look how you dragged it out. You're just trying to get me to sweat, which is already happening in this goddamn basement. Yeah. All think, right. Do you think your clothes are dry yet? <laughs> they were dry. Yeah. What I do is I put them in the uh, the dryer, and I don't turn it on. I'm like, well, this is going to take four days. What do you mean you don't turn it on? It was sure fucking on when I came down here. How else would it, it be so goddamn hot? I didn't think about it. It was like 6.30, and I thought I could get it done, not realizing I don't have windows to open down here. Do you want to try and catch some uh, mice? I, <laughs> Do you want to run around my basement and see if we can find some? I brought a board with a nail in it. Is that going to come in handy? <laughs> Get down on my hands and knees. That episode where Charlie uh, <laughs> was just super depressed. <laughs> he comes out of the basement covered in blood with this like, rat-killing stick. He's like, you know, sometimes they just get real burnt out and killing rats. <laughs> you look in their eyes, you know that they got families. <laughs> He's just like depressed. Oh, that was hilarious. Um, is this thing in the show? Because we should maybe clarify we're talking about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know if I we know. mentioned that. It's uh, basically Dennis's character wound up being my favorite one because he's like a psychopath yeah. and everything. He admits he doesn't have feelings and all these things. Uh, I was watching an episode. This probably isn't going to be the show, but I was watching an episode uh, recently, just randomly. Like when I get bored and I'm going to eat and I don't know what to watch, I'll just flip through on Hulu and find one and then yeah. just hit it. And it's where they're running some kind of scam. But basically, Dennis wants in on the scam that Frank's running. And then he's like, "It's like, yeah, this really makes me happy. Like doing this and not letting the other rest of the gang know about it makes me really happy." And he says, "There's." 
this hole inside me that normally people fill with God, but you know, I don't believe in God, so I have this gaping hole. And then Frank's like, Well, what do you fill it with? He's like a big long silence. He just looks at Frank and he says, Puss. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard anyone say puss since I was in junior high. 